Happy Friday afternoon, it's Burgers and Brats with your hosts Braxton Poe and Matt Marks. No place better to get scores and predictions for this upcoming week than right here at Burgers and Brats from yours truly, Braxton Poe, Matt Marks. Matt, we got a lot to dive into, NFL, college football predictions, going to talk a little MLB. We got a special guest, number 36, first baseman of the Oklahoma Sooners, Tyler Hardman is here to talk baseball. Tyler, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. Excited to be here. Hey, so, have you been watching this series, uh, Astros-Yankees? Yeah, it's been back and forth, but kind of one way right now. Are you surprised at all by the outcome right now? Astros up 3-1. to one. Yeah, I'm more surprised by the um, by the changes in the lineup made from Aaron Boone. Uh, athletes get really hooked on their rituals and routines and stuff like that. When you switch up the lineup like that, it kind of shows the whole team that you're more nervous than they are. Yeah, it was crazy that Boone completely uh, did a 180 and switched up the lineup. But they've got Stanton back tonight. Encarnacion is benched. So, Matt, dive into the game tonight, game five. Yeah, so as you mentioned, it is the winner go home. And uh, I'm really disappointed in this series. I thought the Yankees were going to do a lot better than this. Game two uh, was, was rough for the Yankees. But if you're an Astros fan, you're feeling, hey, this could be good again. Could this be World Series number two? But not so fast. We got game five tonight. Verlander on the mound for the Astros. James Paxton, who got roughed up. Remember, I mean, you know, when he started, uh, it was game, it was game two. It was yeah. game two. It so was, was game two. It was a 2-2 game. It was, and he pitchers. only gave up one run, I believe. But again, he they were they were hitting him early on. So we'll see how long he goes tonight. I mean, it, it, you got to exhaust every option you have because you have to win this game if you're the Yankees. Um, you know, I if you're the Yankees, Stan needs to do something big. The Yankees cannot leave so many guys on base. They've left way too many in this series. They've got to get some hits with men in scoring position. And you got to get production from the bottom half of the lineup. You're five, six, seven, eight, nine guys tonight. Uh, not hitting any better than 167 this postseason. Yeah, did you see that um, stat during the regular season with runners in scoring position? Yankees were like 260, best in MLB. Now they're like 3 for 25, 164. It's just awful postseason baseball. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I'm looking at like Didi Gregorius, and I said this series. This postseason he's hitting 231, but in this series he's hitting like 125. I mean – They've just gone cold against the Astros. I mean, Tyler, what have you been seeing? Like, you watch you watch this Yankees team that was so good in, during the regular season. I mean, Astros team is so good, too, but Astros are just dominating the Yankees. Yeah, when you get into big games like this, there's two different ways to approach it. You can either treat it like a normal game or treat it like a different game, and the people that treat it like a normal game are the ones that flourish, and that's what the Astros are doing. The Yankees obviously are trying to do too much. They see people on base, want to score them don't have anybody on base, they want to get on base themselves or hit a home run to tie it because they're known as the Bronx Bombers. Um, the Astros really just are playing baseball themselves, playing a team game and doing the big things themselves. And the Yankees are honestly just trying to do too much. And that includes their manager. So you mentioned Aaron Boone. So last year, they you know they get bounced by the Astros and they're in trouble of maybe doing it again if they don't get something happening tonight. So, do you still think that? I mean, he's got experience now. He's been with this team through two years. He's a good manager. But do you still think he's making rookie managerial mistakes here in the playoffs? I think after last year was his first season. He didn't want to go too far, make many big decisions. And this year, now that he's comfortable with the team, he's going to make the decisions that make him his own type of manager. And I think, I just think he's going too far. He needs to realize that. 
players like A-Rod even said it before the game that during the game throughout the season and in the postseason, he doesn't even look at the lineup. He knows where he's playing. He knows that his entire team and his all everyone above him has the trust and faith that he's going to do his own thing. He doesn't look at the lineup. He knows where he's going to be. He knows how he's going to help the team. And when you go and change things up like that, it changes your routine before the game, before at the at-bat, five bat, at-bats before yours, the pitch in your at-bat, you're thinking different things. The game scenario, everything's different when you're not hitting that four hole, that one hole that you're used to. And I think now that he's been there a year, he's more comfortable to make those decisions himself. I think a lot of people are going to go back to looking at game two if this series ends tonight. And you said, okay, you had Paxton in, you take him out, you had Chad Green in, and Chad Green was mowing everyone down. And then he takes him out. Chad Green could have gone another inning, maybe two, maybe even three. But you want to keep the system, and you bring in Adam Odovino. He gives up that game-tying home run to Springer, and then the Yankees lose in 11 innings. You go back to that game, that's where everyone is going to look at. And that bullpen just, yeah, you want everyone to come into their system. But, look, if a guy's – Paxton wasn't dealing, but it, it, Chad Green was dealing, let him stay in until maybe he gives up a hit, maybe a guy gets in scoring position you make the change. Don't let him – just don't say, you have to go two innings and then it's the fifth inning we have to bring someone else in because it backfired. Yeah, that game – they just set the tone because if the Yankees win two at Houston, they have to, they come home and only have to win two games. But instead, it's tied up. Uh, Yankees now lose two in a row at home, three in a row in the series. They've got to win tonight. I I think they go to the bullpen, or they use all the pitching they can. I don't. Um, Boone just sends in everyone. That's what I'm thinking he does. And it's scary for the Yankees. As scary as their offense has been and their pitching has been, you have to win three in a row. You have to beat Verlander. You have to beat Cole. You'll get Granky. You have to beat all three of them. There's a 20% chance, Matt, so there's still a chance. I mean, they're not out of it, but out. Cole doesn't lose games. Granky, you can get to him. Verlander's, I, I, the way I see it is it's Cole, and then it is Verlander and Granky. Those are the order, I mean, of how from the hardest to match up against. So, Granky, if you can get to him in game six, force a game seven, that's where you want to be. But Verlander tonight. He is a good closer as a starter. He can close this series out. And what's upsetting as a Yankee fan, they've had, they've got people in scoring position against all these guys. They had the bases loaded last night with one out, only score one run. You saw they got to Cole early, got two on early, and they kept getting guys on but just couldn't hit, couldn't finish. So it's just crazy that this Yankees team is not getting it done offensively. Yeah, and... You know who else is, you know, the Nationals are just waiting to see who they're going to play. And if it is the Astros, go Nats, please. Please (laughs) go Nats. Let the magical run. Because they've never been to a World Series before. So this is already, you know, record setting for them. So, Tyler, are you, how surprised are you that after trading Bryce Harper away, the Nationals make the World Series the following year after trading away one of the best players in baseball? I'm not surprised at all, to be honest. Uh, there's different types of players. You can either be a giver, a player that gives their energy, or a player that takes their energy. And when you have someone that makes so much money, has so much fans around him, not around the team, uh, the, te- the team's support is all going towards one player, not towards everyone else. And when he take when you take him out of the lineup and put like three or four players in there to replace him, the team chemistry and everything is obviously working out for him better. And there's nothing there's nothing harder to beat, <clears throat> even the Yankees at their best. There's nothing harder to beat than a hot team, and that's what the Nationals are. So whoever who do you have winning the this series, Astros or Yankees? Uh, I think 
the Astros will close it out, but I do think the Nationals will put up a fight. And like I said, there's nothing harder to beat in baseball or any other sport than a hot team. And if the Nationals can continue what they're doing with their three starters that are holding the Cardinals to almost 14 no-hit innings in a row uh, and having hot hitters like Howie Kendrick and Juan Soto, there's nothing harder to do than beat a hot team. So Tyler's taking the Nats to win it all, sounds like. But Matt and I will continue talking about MLB playoffs uh, upcoming. Hopefully the Yankees can win tonight. Uh, thank you again, Tyler, for joining us to talk a little baseball. Appreciate it. So thanks again, Tyler, for joining us. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Burgers Brats. Make sure you're following us on Spotify and subcri- subscribe to us at Apple Podcast at Burgers Brats. Give us a five-star rating. Come on. So moving into uh, cooking on the grill Thursday night football, Chiefs at Broncos. We both thought it would be a competitive game a little bit. Um, Chiefs end up winning 30-6 to without Patrick Mahomes, who went down early with a dislocated knee. Um, timetable on his return, about three to four weeks, according to Adam Schefter, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but Matt Moore stepped up big, and so did the defense for Kansas City, getting a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Nine sacks on Joe Flacco just obliterating that Denver what they call offensive line there but we all know they, they don't have an offensive line but Matt Moore comes in 10 for 19 117 yards one touchdown and outscored Joe Flacco in fantasy football so Joe Flacco man is he elite Matt no <laughs> not elite at all his QBR rating last night was an 8.3 Matt Moore had a QBR of 36. <laughs> let that let that just stand for the record right there. So Matt Moore hadn't played football since 2017 and almost went to go coach high school football, but ended up coming in for Patrick Mahomes. Now he'll be the starter for about three to four weeks. Is that what we're hearing? That's what it sounds like. So Kansas City, their next few games, they've got a pretty tough schedule. They've got Packers, Minnesota, Tennessee, and the Chargers. So that's that's a tough schedule. But Matt Moore looked like he could handle it uh, last night. Uh, yeah, that Mahomes injury, it's not as bad as we all thought it would be, so that's good. Uh, if you had him in fantasy football, I'm surprised Matt didn't because all his quarterbacks go to die. <laughs> it's true. It's been rough. It's been rough. That is true. But it's not me this time, so let's go. Matt, you got anything to add about last night? Just good, good performance by the Chiefs defense, awful performance by the Broncos offense. And defense. Trade everyone. Except for Von Miller. Yeah, I mean, that sums it up pretty well. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. It's a dumpster Garbage. fire in Denver right now. It is. So they were on a hot streak of two wins. Kansas City coming off two wins. And they, they just played a completely different football. Mm-hmm. But can we just talk about how John Elway is the worst GM in football right now? I mean... He's top five. Yeah. He's he's pretty bad. So we're the quarterbacks. We're the he good can't ones. Bring in a good quarterback. The only person he brought in was Peyton Manning. Thank God for that. Thank you for Peyton Manning. But that's it. That's all you've done. Um, you're just trying to submit your legacy as the greatest Bronco quarterback of all time. That's why he won't bring in anyone. Um, and he you he's literally destroyed everything Pat Bowen's um built up in 30 years. He's destroyed in like five years. He's been awful. So. Did you see this graphic that they aired last night showing the quarterbacks in Denver? I did, and I had to burn. 
<laughs> like my eyes were burning. I had to go like wash them out because I saw on the screen a lot of names <laughs> that aren't around anymore. So let's go through who John Elway has drafted at quarterback. Brock Osweiler, Zach Dysert, whoever that is. Uh, Trevor Simeon, he was an okay quarterback. Paxton Lynch, <laughs> Chad Kelly, and then Drew Locke. He has not played yet, so it might be Drew Locke time in Denver coming up soon. Is this the same Chad Kelly that was arrested? <laughs> it is the same. Yeah. One of the same. Wow. So here's the quarterbacks he signed and traded. Peyton Manning. Thank you, Peyton, the GOAT. Thank you for coming to Denver. Thank you for that. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> and then Brock Osweiler again. <laughs> and then Case Keenum, who came off that great year in Minnesota and was just awful in Denver. And now our starting quarterback, Joe Flacco. What a joke, man. How are you that bad at drafting quarterbacks? This spans all the way from 2012. How are you that bad? When John Elway is looking around the league this offseason saying, who can I trade? Eli. To get a, you know, bring a good quarterback in. Yeah, you, Eli. I bet you could have even talked for Matt Stafford. You Maybe you could have talked for Kirk Cousins. You know, you probably could have tried for anybody. But you kind of look down the map and you go, you know what? The ousted quarterback who was trash on the Baltimore Ravens team from last year, Joe Flacco. That's who I want. Because when he played, they looked bad. And there was a reason why when Lamar started playing, it turned their season around. So let's go for the guy that was bad. Maybe he'll turn it around for us. <laughs> Two and five, man. Two and five record. That's garbage. You're garbage. <laughs> He's going to go after um, probably uh, Josh Rosen or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or who's the guy in Washington? Don't even remember. Um, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. No, not Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's in. No, Kirk he's Cousins in. Oh, he's Vikings, at Vikings, bro. So he's going after him next. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking about who. Yeah, oh, the, Alex Smith. Alex Smith, yeah. Case yeah, Keenum, too. Case you know. Keenum, we already got him. We might trade him back because he's already Why done not, that. Right? He's done that with Brock Osweiler. But John Elway's type, tall, white guys. You got to fix that. Draft someone else, man. Your philosophy is not working. It hasn't worked for almost a decade now. Fix it. He's, this is the guy who said Baker was too small. Kyler Murray didn't fit his offense. Like, those quarterbacks are so much better than what you've had in the last couple years. So, you've passed on Kyler. You've passed on Mahomes. You've passed on Lamar. Football, I'd rather have Kaepernick as my running quarterback. Like, he is better than Joe Flacco. Anyone is better than Joe Flacco. I, I just want someone good. Trade for Cam Newton. I'll take him. But then he'll probably come to die behind this offensive line. Can't draft offensive line. Um, Pat, or Bowles has had, had five holding penalties in one game. He's had about 20 this season. Offense line is atrocious. It's, it's a bad year to be a Denver Broncos fan. Every year is a bad year to be a Denver Broncos fan. Except, Not in 2015. Except that year. I remember... I. I feel like the Peyton Manning days were just yesterday. I miss those days. And I feel like they were a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it feels that long ago. But hopefully Elway can actually do something when drafting. He drafts tight ends, Matt. He drafts he's drafted three tight ends in two years. None of them have panned out. I give Noah Fant credit. You know, he might end up being something pretty good. You know, he hasn't he, been anything good this year. Well, the whole team isn't. It rubs off on people. 
the only per, the only uh, position he knows how to draft is linebacker. But Cor- um, Corlin Sutton is the third leading receiver in the NFL with Joe Flacco as his quarterback. So imagine what he could do with a quarterback. Imagine. Tom, send it. I, get rid of Sanders. Get rid of Sutton. Go let them play somewhere else. I don't want their careers to be dragged on in Denver. Go to New England. Send Sanders to New England. He's had a good career. Don't want his last couple years to be wasted in the mile high. But yeah, that's the rant on John Elway. He needs to fix something. Either bring Peyton Manning in to replace you or just step down. I'm sick of I'm sick of John Elway, Matt. It's a bold statement. I'm sick of John Call Elway. Him out. I'm Call sick him out. of him. I'm sick of him. But yeah, that's that's what we saw from last night. A lot of Twitter rage, Denver Rocco fans angry at the organization, especially for hiring a sixty year old as your head coach. So yeah. Moving on to NFL predictions for this upcoming week. Not too many good games on, but go through a few. Houston at Indianapolis. I'm a little surprised. Indianapolis is favored by one. It's a little shocking to me. Both two losses. Um, both are in the top 20 in defense. Offense, a little different story. Houston is way better, number six in the country. And they are looking red hot right now. Deshaun Watson is on fire. I'm saying Houston wins big, man. 31-18. They're, Indianapolis is not going to stop Houston. They, I'm... I'm, I'm gonna take this to the bank, Matt. Let's do some betting. Really? Going Houston. Wow. Fly out to Vegas, drop a million on here. I think Houston does win this game, but I think it's a lot closer than you think. And I, I go with, you know, this one point on the on the spread right here. I, I think they're right. Really. Jacoby Brissett has done a really good job with this Colts team that was without any direction once Andrew Luck retired. I mean, that was such a big shock, they thought, well, there goes the Colts. 3-2 and two is not bad. Really. It's they, not bad. They get T.Y. back this week, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and so Jacoby Brissett has done a really good job with this Colts team. I mean, and, and very impressive. Uh, you know, does not throw a lot of interceptions. He He's done a really good job on the passing game. And, you know, they, and I think his game is pretty much the short passes, but he's yeah. getting them down the field, you know. They're scoring. He's making it happen. Um, yeah, Brissett's uh, played great. Yes, he he's done a good job. So I think it's going to be a very close game, uh, but I think Houston does edge it out. They're hot right now. And they've got – Will Fuller's done an amazing job. you got DeAndre Hopkins. you got a good team. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson. J.J. Watt. <laughs> so I'm with you um, that Houston will win. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a field goal. To be honest, I think it's going to be a very. I don't think it's even going to be a high-scoring game, though. But I think Houston does pull this one off in a close matchup. All right. Speaking of another team that's pretty hot right now, Arizona heads to uh, the Big Apple to play the Giants, who are favored by three. So could this be another upset brewing, Matt? Giants are not fun. They're not good. Daniel Jones had that good game when he, you know, had the one Everyone good game. was overreacting. Yes, very much an overreaction. Um, but I don't know if the Cardinals are going to upset because Saquon is back. Evan Ingram will be playing. They've got weapons. Saquon can carry this team. Now, will he be limited? I don't know. But I don't think, as good as Kyler Murray has been, I don't think they're going to upset. I think they take the L, and I think the Giants will win this game. 
Yeah, rookie versus rookie, but Saquon's back. We'll see how much he plays. Do you expect him to play a lot? I, I don't think they should play him, but I feel like they will play him a I lot. I think he'll play the whole game. Really? I mean, he'll get a little bit of rest here and there, but I, I think he'll play majority of the snaps as long as he feels good. I mean, he was a full participant in practice. Um, surprisingly, you know, only missed a few weeks. Thought this could be maybe an eight-week injury, and he's back after, what, three? So, yeah, what a beast. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm happy for my fantasy team, so I'm very <laughs> excited about this move. Uh, but he'll be fun to watch. Um, but Giants need him. Yeah, Desperately should, need him. Yeah, should be a good game. Cards winning two straight. I'm going with the Cardinals right now. Uh, Kyler Murray is rolling. David Johnson rolling. I'm going 28-25. Cards win. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants pull out the victory now that Saquon's back um, and it's at home. But next game, Baltimore at Seattle. Seattle favored by three. The first time Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson have faced each other. Uh, so Baltimore, they've been slacking lately. Um, Seattle coming off a hard-fought win in Cleveland uh, last week. But I think Seattle Seattle ha- um, handily beats Baltimore 30-20. to I think Russell Wilson's continuing to have a great uh, year, so he's going to continue that. Lamar... Turning into a running back again. Uh, they need to get Hollywood Brown involved and the run game. But I think Seattle handily defeats Baltimore. Hollywood Brown's up in the air. I think he's very he's questionable for this weekend. And it'll be a game-time decision when it comes to him. Um, this is a battle between two of the better quarterbacks in the league. Probably two maybe of the best. Uh, you know, not Patrick Mahomes. Top five. Uh, okay, yeah, top, top five. five. Yeah, um, I that. Four and two, five and one. Love. I love this matchup. It's going to be tough. Seattle's a tough place to play. Um, can Seattle go 6-1? and one? I think they do. I think the, ball, the Baltimore has so many weapons, but I think they're going to lose a close one. It'll drop them to 4-3, and three, and that's still that division with the Browns. We're still watching what's happening there. But I think they lose a close one, and I think Seattle moves 6-1, and one, and that continues to get their lead on the Rams and everyone else in that division. Yeah, I can't wait to watch this game. Should be really good. Battle and, of the quarterbacks. And the 49ers. 49ers still undefeated. They are. So. Not sure they play this week. Not sure if they do. But what are they, 5-0? and uh, Patriots. They're, they're playing the Redskins. They can go 6-0. Oh, and yeah, 6-0. They should go 6-0. So, and the teams that are 5-0 and right now, Patriots. Patriots play the Jets Monday night. Uh, uh, 49ers, Redskins. So, both should go 6-0 and pretty easily. But last game we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Eagles at the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys favored by two and a half after dropping three straight, Matt. Three straight games for your Dallas Cowboys. How are you feeling about this game? It sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's no fun. Boring. It's boring to watch losses. This is they're stacking up now. It's not good. Hey, Jason Garrett is on a hot seat. You guys beat the three worst teams in the league, though. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Look, the Saints game was a two-point loss. But then it got ugly the last two weeks. Hey, Saints are six and one or five and one, so I mean they're a good team, but they're just Cowboys are struggling. They've got the second best offense in the league, and they're failing to put up points. When you lose to the Jets, you just gotta quit. <laughs> when you give the Jets their first win, you just gotta quit. Hey, maybe they get their second win in a row versus the Patriots. No, that's not happening. <laughs> Patriots will steamroll right through them. Yeah, should be a good game. Uh, uh, Carson Wentz said this week they're going to go into uh, Arlington and beat the Cowboys. 
So I'm I'm rolling with them. I'm going with Carson Wentz. They're gonna go into Dallas Sunday night, beat the boys. Uh, gonna be kind of close, 24-21. Dallas loses four straight. Can't compete with anyone that's actually close and contending with them. So yeah, Philadelphia wins. Matt? No, Matt. No, it's not gonna happen. You will not get me to admit that. <laughs> it's not happening. Dallas will win this game because they have to. They have to rebound. Yeah, but they haven't been playing up to their competition. Look. They Eagles, lost to the Jets. Yes. <laughs> yes, that hurts. Eagles aren't that good either. Three and three. We're all three and three. <laughs> Cowboys are gonna be four and three after this week. Alright, Matt's picking Take the Cowboys. Take it to the bank. Matt's taking the Cowboys. So that's our NFL predictions. Moving into some other news. Uh, Zion Williamson is out for a couple weeks. We'll miss the beginning of the season with knee issues. Uh, NBA starts this upcoming Tuesday. We'll have a uh, our predictions full out. Everything. We're going to predict everything for this upcoming year. Coming up this Tuesday. Uh, Astros take 3-1 series lead over the Yankees. Game tonight. Who are you rolling with? I got Yankees tonight. Who you got tonight? Is that even a question? Yankees. Yankees, yes. Yankees. Never root for the Astros. Never. <laughs> never. Never, never. So, moving to On This Day in History, 1867. Matt, guess what? Happened. What? Guess what happened? happened? Something about land. Somewhere I went over this summer. You went to a lot of places. Somewhere big I went. Bigger than Texas. Three and a half times bigger than Texas. Alaska. Alaska was purchased. In 1867, for only for 7.2 million dollars, that's more than the Louisiana Purchase was. That's more. No, I'm just kidding. That's not more. That is right around what Tony Romo was getting paid at CBS. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think he's getting like 10 mil. I don't know, but yeah, that's a lot of money, but not really in today's world. How much would that be today? Can you imagine how much that a purchase lot. would yeah. be? A I wonder lot. if you get half off. You know. <laughs> Like throw in like some coupons at Wendy's and say, you know, <laughs> if you go half off, we'll get you unlimited Wendy's for life. Hey. No. No? I don't think they have Wendy's up there. Just fish. Just fish. Yeah. Land. <laughs> ice. Cold. <laughs> well, as of nineteen eighty seven, Black Monday happened, stock market crashed. Even though it is a Friday. Uh and on this day, and not sure, Matt, I did not put this down, but the U.S. population reaches 300 million. Matt, we've got to look up what day that was. How about we have our listeners take a guess? <laughs> and if you get it right, lunch is on Braxton. I'm down for that. All right, you guys listen. Um, send us something on Twitter or Instagram and tell us what year it was. We should start doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and lunch is on Braxton. Whatever you guys want. And then in 1931, Al Capone was um, convicted for tax evasion. One of the greatest gangsters of all time. Really? Really. That's really. Really. Well, I'm in shock by that one. You got some birthdays to give out, Matt? Yeah. Uh, my favorite candy, M&M. Oh. <laughs> M&M. Um, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Mike Ditka. Everyone loves Mike Dick. Is that what he sounds like? No, that was just my really bad impersonation. And uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Did I, I say that right? I think you did. I know the name. I'm not sure what he's in, but I know he's in a lot of things. 
Well, that is that is really good to know, Braxton. <laughs> you know the the name sounds familiar, right? Yes, it does. Good. Yes. You looking up where what movies he's in? I'm telling you, every movie he's in. I hope you got a couple hours. You finding it? Yep, I got you right here. What are some of his popular ones? Uh, Cyborg, 1989. I was not alive then. Um, another good one. Narco in 2004. Hey, and I'm just reading off just random movies. He was in Kung Fu Panda 2. Hey. Uh, and latest movies, Kung Fu Panda 3. <laughs> I never got to see that. I wish I did. I know. He also starred in the 1996 episode of Friends, episode the one after the Super Bowl. So if you're a Friends fan, go watch that one. And, uh, yeah, I'm just literally reading off what it says on his Matt, Wikipedia, question. Wikipedia page. Friends. Overrated, underrated. Underrated. It's a great show. Are you okay. really gonna overrate it? I'm gonna overrate Why? it. It's not that good. Oh my gosh. The only reason it's good is because Nicole Aniston. You're wrong. That's it's the a great only cast. Name another name a better sitcom at that time. Seinfeld? Okay, that's right up there. <laughs> that's right up there. That's literally right up there. But name another one. I don't know. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> Seinfeld and Friends. Right up there. Okay. Love New York City. They need to make a small town friends. <laughs> Oklahoma, baby. Small town friends? Who would be in that? Who would you star in that? Braxton Poe, Matt Marks, uh, some of our other guests that we've had on. I think I think we could make it work. Really? Van Damme. <laughs> Got yeah, him. You could bring him on there, yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on to our college football segment, our favorite segment, predicting college football. Matt, I just want to say I am beating you in our predictions for this whole season. Uh, tonight, number four, Ohio State. Not the Ohio State, but Ohio State. Travels to Northwestern. Ohio State is favored by 27. Matt, have you seen Northwestern Stadium? They grow the grass to about the knees of the players. That's how tall this grass is. But this game's um, Ohio State's favored by 27. This game will be closer, 100%. Yes, it will be closer, Matt. This is this Ohio State team does this to teams they should beat by fifty every year. It's a Friday night. It's at Northwestern. Uh, <laughs> every year, Matt. Every year this happens. Um, it's gonna be closer, not by much. It's just gonna not be twenty-seven. I'm just in shock right now. This happens every year. I am in shock of just how wrong you are. Twenty-seven's a lot. Okay. I say 28. I'm just kidding. No, I think it's going to be 14 or right. 21. 14 or 21. So, sure, I won't give them the 27, but it's still going to be very high. That's actually closer than what I predict. I have 45 to 21. <laughs> so Cool. So that's 24. Wow. So I, I've got it close. Really? Okay, you it's do. Friday. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State only wins by three. It's <laughs> what they do. It is. It's what Ohio State does every year. Uh, next game, number nine, Florida travels to South Carolina. Uh, uh, Florida's favored by five here. Florida coming off a tough loss versus or at LSU last week, and South Carolina beating number three Georgia between the hedges. Matt, both teams coming off different um, games last week. Which one wins this weekend? And you said Georgia and Kentucky or Georgia? No, I've got. South Carolina, Florida. South Carolina, Florida. Well, I, I keep thinking of Georgia because 
of last week. I just was in. I just was still in shock about that game. How funny it was to see Georgia lose. I was screaming. I was so happy about that game. But if you, if I have to talk about Florida, go LSU because LSU beat them last week. Um, you know, I don't know. This this game's a toss up because I don't, I think Florida's highly overrated. Gamecocks are clearly clearly. But underrated. I don't see I don't see Florida losing back to back games against South Carolina. I don't see them taking two straight losses. I think they beat South Carolina, but I think it is a very close game because South Carolina's feeling so good right now to taking down Georgia. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three. Their season's not over. No, it's not. It's not over yet. So, um, and what, South Carolina, they've lost two games in the SEC maybe? I think one was North Carolina, and then maybe they lost another non-conference. But South Carolina's not out of this yet. This game is going to be a toss-up. Um, it's going to come down to an extra field goal or an extra touchdown, but it's going to be close the whole game. I'm I'm going Gamecocks, man. I'm going Gamecocks, twenty to seventeen. Same score as last week. They had to beat Georgia, but I I could see this um, seventeen twenty score being flipped um, by both teams. But it's it's going to be a close game. I think it will too. I agree with that. And then. Uh, West Virginia at number five, Oklahoma. OU favored by 33.5. Austin Kendall returns, uh, named starter after an injury last week. He's going to start coming into Norman, try and take down his former team, formal rival, or uh, now rival. Austin Kendall is going to throw four picks tomorrow. Calling it. Four it's be picks. A bloodshed. It is going to be so bad, I hope they get shut out. Sooners are going to just steamroll over this team. Now, they've got to be ready for it. They can't take it lightly. Can't take anybody lightly, but they should easily, easily beat this West Virginia team, and people are going to see the truth about Austin Kendall. This, not that great of a quarterback. No, he's not. But OU coming off a huge, huge defining win over Texas. Defense, man. Defense looks great. OU has a defense. They have an offense. Jalen Hurts, uh, for this game, needs to control the ball, not turn the ball over uh, three times like he did last week. Uh, but OU should steamroll West Virginia. I've got them winning 50-17. to 17. Uh, OU covers. It, sh- it should be an easy win for OU. Game should be over by the third quarter. They'll have Jalen out by in the third quarter. But, yeah, Boomer Sooner this week. Next, we got number 17, Arizona State, at number 13, Utah. Utah is given 13.5. That's a little high for me because Arizona State has proven they can go on the road, beat its two top 20 teams, and I think they can, they can do the same versus Utah. Both teams are 5-1. and one. It's going to be a great game throughout. Should be a slugfest. Uh, but I've got, I've got Utah hanging on 31-27. No upset for Arizona State. The Sun Devils have done a really good job this year. Uh, Pac-12 is not good at all. Are they ever? That is a very good point. But these are two of the of the good of the well, probably only two. No, I'm just kidding. But it seems like the top two and three teams. Yeah, they are. Um, I I agree. It's going to be close. And I picked Utah to win this game, but I wouldn't be shocked if Arizona State upset them. I wouldn't either. So I, it's going to be close. I think it comes down. To, I'm going to even say like a 24-21 win for Utah, but Arizona State could also do the same. Yeah, so uh, that should be a really good game. 
Uh, next, our last game of the that we're picking, Pac-12, staying in the Pac-12. Number 12, Oregon, at 25, Washington. Oregon favored by 2.5. How, how is Washington ranked? They are just terrible this year. But Oregon is not out of the college football playoff conversation just yet. Uh, can still make it um, can, if they continue to win out, uh, win the Pac-12. Um, but... All eyes are on Oregon for the Pac-12 to make it. I don't. I don't think it'll happen. You think Oregon can make the college football playoff? No, they were out after week one. They're out. No more shot. No, they don't. They're not going to make it. But I think they will beat Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them beating Washington 34-24. So good games this weekend for college football. Uh, all all of them should be close, except for maybe tonight. But go Wildcats. Uh, take down OSU. Yeah, good good college football games. Take those picks to the bank. Uh, we're 100% correct. Next, moving on to who we would share our burger and brought with. Final segment. I'll start. So the world's first all-female spacewalk happened for the first time today. Uh, Christina Coach and Jessica Meyer were the women to do that. So pretty cool. Uh, first uh, spacewalk by just women. I, I'm too scared to fly into space, Matt. Yeah, what if you never, like, just, like, it's unreal. You're just out there. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. And, like, like, wow. Just looking down at the world. Yeah. So that would be a cool view, though. It would be, I, that would be amazing. That would be scary as crap. I'd, I'd be there. so scared. Just, like, getting ready for takeoff, just shooting up, and just connecting to something in, like, the middle of the abyss. The abyss. It's insane. That does sound insane. Matt, is the world flat or round? It is round. It is round. Thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Kyrie. <laughs> I'm sure my Bergen brought with a little homecoming for the Angels. Joe Madden is now their new manager, and he used to be the interim manager a couple times with them, a bench coach when they won um, the World Series, I believe, yeah, back in the day. I think he was a yeah, bench coach for them. Um, so he's going back to L.A. Good for him. Angels, can they find a way not to waste Mike Trout's career? Because <laughs> right now it's been wasted. Yeah. I mean, he's done great things personally, but they are wasting that talent. Yeah, it should be fun to watch the next few years. What is it, a three-year contract? Yeah, and I expect him. He'll be there all three years. They won't fire him because he's, oh. a, he's a great manager. So we'll see what Joe Madden, Mike Trout, and Otani can do in the City of Angels. But, yeah, that's our podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter, Instagram, Burgers Brots, Spotify, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcast at Burgers Brots. Give us a five-star rating. Tell us how great we are. Thank you for listening.